Hey again, everybody, and welcome to the program. Before we get things started, I'd like to say thank you to our great Patreon members. Some of the legends are project managers like Bill Grease, Henry Backer, Jimmy Fada, and Zayner. Those are our project managers. There's room for one more, by the way. Um, also, our mug members include G Money, Marcus Von B. Our Turkey Skin Luggage members <laughs> include Mark D., Matthew from Blackburn Hamlet, Burnsy79, Kevin Waghorn, Martin Peddle, Mike Ennis, Randy Spence, Retro Mags Brian. Thank you to all you guys. And I know I said this before the holidays that I'd be doing this every episode, starting in 2024. Okay, moving forward, we're going to do uh, shout outs of our Patreon members. You can check that out at stevewproject.com. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. The most <laughs> resonant, the deepest, most resonant voices in podcast history right now. Because we both have radio voices to start with, but we both have colds. It's Steve and Jimmy back at you again here on the SWP. It's all about sports and whatever. We get lots to get to. And I apologize we're running a little late this week because I have had a cold and Jimmy's just getting his now. So this should be an interesting show. Yeah, James, how are you? Beyond yeah, the cold, how are you? I'm all good. I'm all good, Stevie. Good. Yep. I'm like Thor. I do have a cold, but doesn't it doesn't bother me? Right. I'm not sucky like you are, where you've been texting me every four hours, going, "Jimmy, I'm still I have a cold." Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Never let the truth stand in the way of Stevie, comedy. That's Jimmy. You can't call that team the Ottawa Black Bears. You just um, sent me some. You can't do that. It's already done. Yeah, that's our pro lacrosse team that we got. National Lacrosse League is coming back. We had the Ottawa Rebel back in the early 2000s. I think you were there, here then. And, what the uh, hell? It did not fare well. They had three years in the league, and they won nine games in three years. And so it went away. It actually went out to Edmonton first, and right. then it went to Saskatchewan, where it is today. And now they get the Ottawa Black Bears, which is actually the New York Riptide, which is okay. transferring ownership here. What do you have against the Black Bears, though? Well, it's it could be offensive, Steve, to some Oh, you know, see. the word bears is awful. <laughs> it's an awful thing to call a team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm killing me over here. Yeah, I like it. I like yeah. it. I've heard, I've heard other versions. I won't get into them here, but you, you have, you've had v- different versions of that same gag over the years. I love yeah. it. I love they're, that one. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah. yeah. There was, uh, it, it, it originated from, um, there was a guy, uh, Dick McLean, who was a journalist here and. And a great guy, great guy. I met him when I first came out here in the 80s. He's dead. He's dead now, but he was a wonderful guy, hilarious guy. And ripe for and, this joke. Huh? And ripe for this joke. Yeah, ripe for this joke, yeah, because he's dead. Um, and he always would phone me because he had his own magazine. He started this this little rag, you know, sort of this gossip rag. Not like Frank. It was it was fun, you know. And he'd always phone me like wanting a scoop. You know, he said, give me a scoop, Jimmy, something with the others. You know, I said, Dick, I don't have anything, man. I don't, you know, I, I, and if I do, I, you know, yeah, I wouldn't scoop it to you. I wouldn't let you scoop it, you know? Right. I said, oh, you know what? I do have one, Dick. And I said, uh, I was just down in Los Angeles. I was in Beverly Hills playing the Bel Air Country Club. Okay. And with me and a buddy, and we played with Gretz's lawyer. Okay. And uh, Ron Fujikawa, 
okay? And he got a hole in one, all right? The, on this, which he did. He got a hole in one. And uh, it was just crazy. He just ran on, you know, yeah, yeah. He goes, what's his name? I said, Ron Fujikawa. And he said, fuck. How the fuck do you spell Ron? <laughs> <laughs> you can see it coming. You can see it coming. Yeah. I'm so, I thought you were going to go with Dick and, and the McLean joke and all that yeah. stuff. But yeah, it's yeah. still great. Still great for sure. Ron Fujikawa, I think, was the stunt coordinator for Super Dave Osborne. I'm not sure, but it was something like that. Wow. Trivia, Canadian TV trivia fans of the 1980s and the show Bizarre with John Biner can set me straight on that one way or the other. Steve W. Project. At I, I have another great story about that, too. You can, if, if we have time, Steve. Later. Oh, we have time. People want to hear your stories. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not going to give you my buddy's name. Um, he's a longtime friend of mine. So come he on. wins a trip to LA to go to a couple of uh, Kings games way, way back when. Right. And uh, as a matter of fact, this Fujikawa story is who I was with. On, and he phoned me right away because he loves Wayne. And he said, uh, um, you're going to come with me, right? I said, no, I was pulling his leg, you know, because I knew he was all fine. I said, no. He said, well, we'll change the dates. Well, whatever game, whatever games, you know. So anyway, I, I meet him there. We, it's, it's a great deal. We get invited to a dinner because they're honoring Gretz and we got tuxedos and, and, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. So, but when we arrived at the airport, um, Wayne and I were on the same flight and my buddy Tom's waiting there for us and, and yada, yada, yada. He gets the car. Gretz says, you got to, we got to, Jimmy, we got to go to the Beverly Hills Hotel. It's just awesome. You know, right. Like and, uh, Janet will meet us there. And so off we go to the Beverly Hills Hotel and we're, we're sitting in the polo lounge, whatever this famous lounge. And Janet's here with a friend of hers. And uh, we're talking, we have lunch and we get back in the car after. And my buddy says, Jimmy, Jungle, did you see Janet's friend checking me out? <laughs> okay. I said, dude, dude, you could not be more wrong. Okay. You could not be more wrong. He goes, I'm telling you. I've been around the block, man. We're going to meet her. We'll, 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 you, you line that up. We'll go to the bar. I, I said, dude, not, okay. and my buddy's no looker. Okay. And this, right. And this girl's a fucking 12 out of 10, you know? So he keeps going on and on. I'll tell you what, Jimmy, I remember. So the next day we go play golf with Fujikawa. It takes us to Bel Air country club and gets the hole in one. And Tom's been bugging me all night, you know, all night. But so we're, we're, we're walking up. And I'm losing money. Tommy, my buddy Tom and I like to gamble. So we're walking up the fairway and I'm with Fuji Cow and I said, hey, Fuji, uh, are you into a good practical joke? He goes, for sure, man, for sure. I said, Tommy thinks, what's her name? Uh, call her Jane. Thinks Jane is really into him, you know? And, uh, and she's not, okay? He's fucked up about it. And uh, I wonder if you could just pretend maybe she asked for him or something like that. Right. When, when, when maybe you could pretend you phoned Wayne's and she was on the phone because she was staying with him. And he goes like this. I am all about that, dude. Okay. I am all about that. <laughs> Had a boy so run. I'm down like a hundred playing with Tom. So we get up, we get up to the green and we putt out and I go, good shot, Tommy. And, uh, and, and Fujikawa goes, Tommy, you're Tommy. Oh my God. I never put two and two together. Okay. I got a phone Wayne last night on some business deal. Jane gets on the phone and I can't get her off. 
She's like, who's Tommy? I want to meet that guy. He's a friend of Jim's. I love that guy. He's handsome. <laughs> it's like, he goes, dude, you are in. You are in, you know? And uh, I'm, I'm rolling. I'm rolling how well the guy played it, right? <laughs> and he's just going wide-eyed, Stevie, and on the next tee, Stevie, out of bounds, okay? <laughs> out of bounds. I end up winning a couple of hunts, okay? And, he, nice. and he's like, Jimmy, I could care less today, buddy. I told you, right? And I could only let him go so long, Stevie, before, but. God Before bless his- Fujikawa. He was a great actor. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. Yeah, it was Just good. let him go as long as his wallet was full. Yeah, Once it was exactly. empty, off he go. That's hilarious. That's great. Uh, now, gambling and Wayne Gretzky yeah. uh, are, are the subjects of two of our top stories today on the SWP. And we'll probably start with this one because it's kind of, you know, a good chunk of our listeners are from this uh, vintage. And that would be from Wayne Gretzky's rookie year. There was actually some way, somehow, somebody had not just a like a box of the 1979 OPG series that has the Wayne Gretzky card in it. Somebody had an entire crate. Oh, no. Of unopened cards? Of unopened cards. And so instead of opening them up and going crazy on them, and keep in mind that the Wayne Gretzky rookie card in a crate, the numbers would indicate that on average, a crate would contain maybe as many as a couple of dozen Gretzky rookies, maybe more. And so... They decided, okay, we're not going to open them up. We're going to put it on auction. So what do you think that crate of Wayne Gretzky, uh, not all Wayne Gretzky, but that crate of 1979 OPG cards went for at auction? I, you know what? I think Wayne's kind of washed up and people are sick and tired of him. Uh, yeah. I don't know, 80,000? 80, yeah. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> I don't uh, $5 million, ladies and gentlemen going to a family that uh, shall remain nameless uh, in Saskatchewan. And, uh, yeah, the final bid was uh, 3.72 million U.S. or five, just over 5 million Canadian. And, uh, like, I don't know. I, I don't, you got that backwards. You, you got that backwards. What's that? It's 7. 7.2. 3.7 U.S., 5 million Canadian. Oh, 3.7. Sorry, I thought you said 7.3. Okay. No, no. Um, uh, but, I mean, I'd ask the question, would you spend that much? Knowing that those are the odds, and there's some other valuable rookie cards in that set as well, but nothing touches the Wayne Gretzky rookie card. And if it's mint, and there are not many of them, but do you have a mint-conditioned Gretzky rookie card? They've been sold for as much as three and a qu- three-quarters million dollars. Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. If I'm the son of the guy, I'm like, Dad, you could buy Saskatchewan for five million. Are you sure you want? You know, there's not much going on here. We could, we could. And a good good afternoon to our friends in Saskatchewan today. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I was never a collector, as you know. Um, I was. Yeah, big, you big, were. Big. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I bailed. Were. I bailed in 1990 when it just exploded to a. If it was if it was always Opeachy, and that was all I had to worry about collecting. But like everything else, money ruins things, and everybody saw the business opportunity and exploded with Upper Deck and Score and Fleer and a number of others. And uh, I kind of lost interest at that stage of the game. Not to mention how easy it is to counterfeit these. Like I, I, right. I have a, I got a Patrick Roy rookie card online, and it was like thirty bucks. And I just out of curiosity, I, I, I bought it for thirty bucks. Right. And uh, just to see. Is, 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 if it's counterfeit, maybe because surely it is counterfeit. No one's selling a, a, a really good Patrick Roy right. rookie card. It looks like the real deal. It was in great shape. Maybe I got a deal. I don't even know. I haven't had it appraised or anything like that, but I couldn't Ooh. tell the difference. Whereas the new ones have 
like holograms and fireworks on them. Right. It's possible. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but with Gretzky's rookie card, like even if you got two dozen Gretzky rookie cards in that case, okay, you're, you're guaranteed that they won't be worn at the corners from being a snot nosed kid, throwing them right. in the spokes of your bike. That's standard right. deal, but you're still dealing with the very poor printing that OPG had back in those days. So you could get, I 20- guess it'll keep going up then. I don't. If the, I don't know if the guy's doing it to make money. Probably not. If he's got to lose five million around to buy some hockey cards, yeah, I, I would wonder. I, I have to. I have to assume so because part of me was saying when you asked the question, it's like, well, you know, I mean, young people are starting to forget who Wayne Gretzky was. You ask a twenty-year-old right. who's sort of a fringe hockey fan, they've they've heard of the name, but they're not that crazy over the moon about it. But you look at Gretzky himself, who I think he and uh, Bruce McNall back in the day bought a Honus Wagner baseball card and and. Who this just in? Honus Wagner was around about fifty years before either of those men were even born, right. and yet guys are out there bidding. So yeah, I think I think it will always hold some level of value, particularly when Gretzky is uh, so dominant in record books. Right. Anyway, five, five mil, yeah, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Now Gretzky also quite famously has been a part of some of these uh, sports gambling ads, right? Uh, a lot of them. He's got one with Vince Vaughn now and Tom Brady, and they're great. They're yeah, really they're, funny. They are funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so it's, um, it's, I mean, it, it's good. It, you know, it's stuff in the pockets. I get that. But uh, we've always talked on the on, on podcast here about that. It's uh, so pervasive. It's ubiquitous, as we say. Yes. Um, the gambling is not just commercials. The gambling is actually part of the programming, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Well, Saturday Night Live, with comedian Shane Gillis on Saturday night, uh, put together a complete mock-up of all those sports gambling ads that we see again and again during NHL yeah. games and every sport, really. Yeah. And I thought it was I thought it was an all-timer on SNL. So uh, let me I'm going to play the whole thing because a lot of it's visual, oh, but okay. this this will kind of give you a sense of it. All right. The thrill of victory, the satisfaction of placing a bet and watching it hit big, the exhilaration of an upset only you saw coming. With betting apps right on your phone, it's easier than ever to turn your passion for sports into cold, hard cash. And with so many games to bet on, you almost can't lose. But there's a dark side as well. We all know a friend who struggles with online gambling. A friend who's on the verge of losing everything, his house, his family, his entire life. And now you can bet on exactly how he'll lose it all with Rock Bottom Kings. It's the only app that lets you take prop bets about how your degenerate gambler friend is finally going to hit Rock Bottom. Will it be goes double or nothing on a random WNBA game or bets his child's college fund on the coin toss? Yeah, and the, the production was so beautifully done. That's from Saturday Night Live, uh, courtesy of NBC. And <laughs> that's part of what made it so great in that uh, Shane Gillis and the other two guys that were, you know, wearing those, you know, Gretzky uh, suits or Jamie Foxx walking on the water, that kind of thing. Like they're just, the production value was so good that that's, that was another layer to the whole thing. So, um, yeah, like you said, something that was waiting to happen. I'm fake laughing. I haven't seen it yet, so I'll watch it after the show. Yeah, yeah. That's what they call really good show prep, Steve, catching things after the show. Well, I think it's kind of nice for the listeners to know that they're listening to the program right along with the hosts for the very first time. It's nice. <laughs> or it's one. good. Yeah, all the production pieces and stuff. Um, we mentioned Ottawa has a pro lacrosse team, the Black Bears. 
And uh, that took us off into a, and I don't have a lot to say about pro lacrosse returning. All I can speak to is how I wasn't really that interested when the Ottawa Rebel were here. Uh, Brad Waters used to, he owned that team and he owned the Ottawa Renegades at the time. And he used to come on oh, the show he? with us. He used oh. to come on the show with us all the time. And he, I think he brought uh, lacrosse to Toronto as well. And so um, I, I look at uh, the Rebel and, and what happened to it. They had the loud rock music playing during game action. Um, I, I, I don't know a lot of the rules, to be honest. And I just, I, I just don't have any background in it, but I certainly respect the hell out of the sport. It's our national summer pastime, as they say. Or national summer sport, I should say, and um, so I, I have nothing but respect for it. I just I can't speak to it from uh, the perspective of hey, I'm so excited to have it back. I'm going to go to a game and see what it's all about again. But um, I know there's lots of fans here in Ottawa that are happy to have uh, pro yeah, lacrosse well, back in the city of Ottawa. I don't I don't I don't follow it at all. But every time I see a highlight of it or something, or it's on TV, it's like jam packed. I don't know. Yes, yeah. I don't even know if Edmonton has a team, but. Uh, well, you had the Black Bears or the uh, the Rebel. That's where they went. They 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 suspended operations. I think in two thousand three, took a year off, and then Edmonton brought them in. And uh, is it Edmonton Rush? Does that ring a bell? Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what they're called. And then they moved to Saskatchewan. And they're still the Rush today in Saskatchewan. So now back to hockey here, because obviously yep. neither of us have a lot to say about pro lacrosse. But yep, I wanted to yeah. make sure I mentioned it because a lot of people do love it. Yep. Um, there is a new player in the NHL who is going to be a force to be reckoned with physically. His name is Matt Rempe. Oh, yeah. I saw and that fight, it, man. Woo! It, it might as well be Matt Rampage because the guy is six foot seven and 241 pounds. Yep. He's 21 years of age, and he's played four games in the NHL. So he didn't exist as an NHL player last time we did a podcast. Right. And now, in the four games since, he's got something close to 30 minutes in penalties. Uh, he took on Matt Martin in the outdoor game, like on the very first shift, 90 seconds into the game and right. uh, won the fight. Matt Martin is a veteran enforcer in the league. I think the next game against New Jersey in what looked like a, if, 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 uh, if a rank and file average sized NHL player threw the hit, it would be a bump. This guy just waylaid a guy and got kicked out of the game for it just because he's gigantic. <clears throat> yeah, 10 minute, 10 minute misconduct for being gigantic. And then in the last game, you sp- most people have seen the fight from Saturday afternoon. The Rangers takes, game. Yeah. Flyers, takes, Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Against the Flyers and uh, Delorier for, for the Flyers, who I think is, you know, pound for pound or not even pound for pound. I think he's, if, if there was one guy in the NHL that I didn't want to fight, it might be that guy. This guy is a beast. And, Rampe in his fourth NHL game took it to him. And so this guy is going to have to be reckoned with here in, uh, in the coming days. And by the way, the Rangers have won 10 straight as well. Yeah. I think Leafs are seven straight Rangers. My yeah. Oilers are lost three or four in a row. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, Stevie. Okay. Okay. So everyone starts to trade deadline uh, coming up. Uh, this is when everyone starts to get revved up about playoffs, right? Where you're starting to watch your team and you're starting to, get into it a little more you know we want some desperation from my team especially if they're on the on the hinge here right of of making it or not and there's no doubt in my mind that they bring that dude in right saying okay now's the time to go now's the time to okay to 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 get a little hungry like the calgary played edmonton last night and there was about five thousand minutes in penalties (laughs) uh there was like one of the best was uh uh, evander (laughs) evander kane had a guy by the helmet Right, and he he kept pulling it down 
okay, and twisting it around the guy's head. It was like, oh, really? Yeah, it was just the best. Yeah, and the guy was all fucked up. <laughs> uh, so there's no doubt in my mind, Stevie. I, I think we're going to see more of it. You know, what do you Where, think? Well, I mean, I, I I'm going to start. Just, to, let's get a little tougher, boys. I've got a long I, road to hoe. Yeah, I, I'm in a mode of uh, life transition, right? I, I've been a hockey fan for a long time, and uh, there's still a big part of me that enjoys the fighting, but there's still a, a part of me. A part of me has crept in in the last decade where I'm like, oh, my God, I, I don't want these guys to, you know, not know the names of their children when they retire yeah. from the game. Right. So I, I'm super sensitive to that now. I, I feel the same way when, you know, like mixed, mixed martial arts came out. I was like, wow, this is awesome. Right. And now I just think of like, damaged human being damaged human yeah being. i don't like it yeah you know, it's, it's just it crosses Gross. the line you yeah. and uh so I'm, I'm torn on it but i i sure couldn't help but take notice as a lot of hockey found fans around the nhl did to see what matt rempe was going and, and the thing about rempe is that he's going to do a lot of physical damage out there even when he's not trying to so right. zidane chara he was a guy that would uh you know he would kind of mind his own business for the most part this guy is coming at you on a hard four check now. Char would just lay back and, you know, take two strides and wipe right. you out into the board, which was bad enough. But now you've got a guy, six foot seven, 241 pounds, who's going to be taking about, I don't know, 12 strides as he uh, rams defensemen into the end boards in a very legal fashion and sending them to the hospital. So yeah. going to be interesting for sure. You're not helping me at all, Steve, to not watch the next Ranger game <laughs> because of our disgust with. Right. With, yeah, yeah, you didn't help me at all. <laughs> Are you ready to take your Ford ownership to the next level? Introducing Ford Pass at Jim K. Ford. Your passport to a world of convenience and control. Start your vehicle remotely. Lock or unlock it from your smartphone. Receive instant alerts about your vehicle's health and schedule service appointments. Don't miss out on the Ford Pass revolution at Jim K. Ford. 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans or online at JimKFord.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes! If you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Ottawa area, I recommend the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn helped our family sell a home a few years ago. He set aside a budget to help us out with painting, cleaning, and even updating our ceiling lights for us. We got multiple offers, and the home sold for well over asking price. Call the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team today at glenwalton.com. Well, that's a, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword, you know? It's, it's, it's exciting because hate and, and physicality and Wanting to get even, that adds a real element of spice to the right. sport of hockey. And when it's not there, we sit there and we kind of go, so this game's not really grabbing me for some reason. And chances are because there hasn't been any physicality. And so right. that's how, that's the state of things. Stevie, before we go. We're at the 20-minute mark, James. So if you're a country star, Stevie, um, you know, like you're uh, from our era, you know, Garth, Garth Brooks and Vince Gill and, and Taylor, even now, you know, Taylor Swift and how many countries, you know, and uh, what's her face is married to Mike Fisher. Uh, uh, yeah, right. Um, I don't know. I'm not. Superstar. Um, Just, Carrie Underwood. Yeah, Carrie, absolute superstar. So these people have been busting their ass. Like Carrie Underwood was an idol contestant. Uh, some, some other guys now are, you know. And, and so these guys have been busting their ass, Steve, up and down the country trail. Mm -hmm. Okay. Singing country and Western music, Steve. Okay. Right, right. Right. They've been doing this and they've established themselves and they're going, you know, we, we've arrived. Okay. We've arrived. Fucking Beyonce yesterday. Okay. Steps up and goes, I'm going to write a country tune. I'm going, if I'm, if I'm those country guys, I'm like, 
would you fuck off and leave us alone? Right. Because for sure, Steve, it'll go to number one. Okay. Oh, Beyonce. Yeah. Beyonce will jump on. It's called uh, Texas Hold'em, Stevie, is the song she. Oh, boy. She's come out with. That's fine. I guess it's a revenge. Oh, it for- me. Hey, hey, Beyonce. Come on, Beyonce. Well, Just maybe it's your little thing over there. Okay. Where you're knocking the world down. Okay. Right. Maybe with it's under- uh, pop and hip hop's revenge for Taylor Swift. I don't know. Because she started in a country for about, I don't know, at least seven years, something like yeah. that, and then decided to go over here because she was a Swifty. little too major. Who's anyway, not a Swifty? It's ridiculous. It's big news, Stevie, that Beyonce released a country song. I have not heard it yet. I'm looking forward to Texas hearing. Holden. Okay. Is it like really twangy, like Western? I don't know. I don't, I don't or is know. it like Just, contemporary country? I don't know. Let me see. I got it right here. Let's see. I'll, I'll uh, Let's see. This is the high level of production we have here. We're going to play it on the phone right into the microphone here on the podcast. Oh. What a commercial before the Yeah, there's ads, Steve. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's cool. There's another one, Stevie. There's Extra crispy. Ad. What is it? KFC? Yeah, KFC crispy. Yeah. Nice. The Captain's Crunch is pretty good. No, the Big Crunch. She's kind of naked, Steve. Well, that's not bad. Whoa. Whoa. This ain't Ain't no holding. Kind of like it, Steve. It's very country, though. Yeah. It's like, I no like the fact she's wearing a vest, Steve, that's wide open. There At some go. point in the song that she busts into, you know, if you like it, put a ring on it or something like that. So, yeah. Is that mix it up. I don't, no. know. I don't know. But it sounds very country. Got if you like it, put a lasso on it. If you like it, put a lasso. <laughs> a lasso on what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it needs a lasso. Are you a country fan? So I thought I, I was a country, country fan, man. Ron. Really? Yeah. You got you and Jr. mocking. <laughs> you might as well be. You might as well be living in Alberta, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Lots you and Jr. mocked me for years about my country, country music Western, uh, roots because I, I did the morning show and was also the sports director of what yeah. was then Y one hundred five with Mark Papasak and Nita Drake. And so I was, I wasn't spinning the country tunes, but I was on the show chiming right. in, and uh, that was back in the Shania Twain, Garth Brooks bust out years in the mid nineties. And uh, yeah, that's uh, interesting that you love it that much. I had no idea. Oh yeah, I like it. Yep. Okay, so you're pretty much telling me you're being hypocritical back throughout the entire I early 2000s, <laughs> son of a yeah. Um, totally. Now I want to tell you about this as we wrap things up now. Okay. In that uh, there was obviously a staged prank done by Leaf fans at the Sands Vegas game on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. The Sands are playing great again. They're seven two and one in their last ten. They beat four playoff teams in a row here. So, I don't know. We've seen it before. Play yourself completely out of the playoffs in the first half of the year and then get on a heater when there's absolutely no pressure. But this is now, I think we can say, post-Melnick, post-Dorian, post-DJ, that those elements make this potentially something different, unless it isn't. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so while the Sens are playing well and they play on Monday and Tuesday back-to-backers, right? Leaf fans decided, I think they must have had to contact the Sens game day team to say, um, we want to do a proposal. Oh, Although, like a wedding proposal. Marriage. Exactly. And, and, and they did it under the disguise of, we're Sens fans. So you had a Sens fan in a black Sens jersey, yes. and his girlfriend is there, and the Jumbotron is trained on these two. He gets down on one knee uh, and uh, brings out the ring, and she's going, oh, my God, this is wonderful. Huh? And yeah. then all of a sudden, a guy wearing a Morgan Riley 
white Leafs jersey oh, rolls no. into the frame of the Jumbotron and starts hammering the girl with his tongue down her throat. And the and then the Sens fans like, what are you doing? Oh, oh no. that's awesome. And then oh. they immediately cut away from it and made no further mention. So I think that what happened there was the Sens game day staff got pranked by some Leaf fans. That's so funny. How about this one, Stevie? Um, I don't know if you read the story about the Super Bowl. There was a streaker, right, at the Super Bowl. Was he naked, though? I thought I kept yeah, seeing yeah. he was no, a streaker. He, he struck. Did he? Okay. He streaked. Struck. He struck. The Johnson flopping? Yep. Everything. Okay. He did the streak. Okay. The dude, brilliant. Absolute brilliant move, Stevie. Because the game was in Vegas. He went to the sports book the night before, Stevie, and they had the odds on a streaker showing up. Oh. He put 50 grand down saying there will be a streaker. And he won. Three hundred and forty-seven thousand. No way! Isn't that isn't that clever? But that, would Vegas would Vegas honor that if he's the streaker? Didn't? I, yeah, I would think Vegas would interrupt that. In the I don't know. No, hey, 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 Stevie, you'll learn. I, I was thinking. I, I'm thinking like the you know, I don't know who called it. I think it was Jim Nance and uh, Tony Romo. I mean, those guys could be cleaning up at Vegas too. Will Jim Nance say hello, friends, in the middle of the halftime show or something? I don't right, know. right, right. Whatever you want yeah. to do, you can just go to town. Right. Um, True. But one, yeah, that's amazing. That really yeah, is amazing. Smart move. Yeah. One, one last thing though on that on that uh, on that gag at the Sens game. Yes, because you're incorporating Morgan Riley's jersey, you can't help but think of the recent Ridley Gregg thing. Isn't the play there if you're if you're a Leaf fan wanting to do a prank, have Riley come in with a hypersensitive cross check to the side of the head of the future groom, and yeah. then. And then give the girl, maybe your ex-girlfriend, a tongue bath? Maybe we, that's the play. You and I would have planned that a lot better, Stevie. We oh, would have had God, a little yeah. more going on there. Amateurs. Yeah, amateurs for sure. Bunch of amateurs. Love the prank. Love right. the prank. Okay, your favorite prank. Well, what's his name? Uh, Ashton Kutcher. He used to have the show, right, called Pranked. Punked. Punked. Yeah, punked. Yeah, what's it? Prank, pranky punky. Um, they do one at Taylor Swift's place that I just saw where there's a boat. They're on, they're on the water. Like, yeah, I don't know if they're at her house somewhere in Florida or wherever she lives. And they look out and there's a boat on the water. <laughs> the fucking the boat's on fire. Oh yeah. And, uh, it's all, it's a, it's, of course it's a prank, but, but the, there's people swimming ashore. <laughs> <laughs> in tuxedos and wedding dresses and shit, <laughs> I, you got you got to look it up. I'm not, I won't tell you anymore. It's, it's just that that was always my favorite. Punked, yeah, All right. very good. Yeah, and they punked uh, they punked Justin Timberlake so bad one day when the cops and the sheriff and every everybody showed up at his house and and started putting his cars on hooks on on tow trucks because he was he owed back taxes. Oh jeez, oh it was awesome. It was, wow, yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our gravelly voices and see, right? There it is. It's starting. It's starting for him. It's It's ending for me. Uh, But uh, both uh, nap times are beckoning for both of us. We appreciate you being with us, and we'll both be back in better voice next week in higher spirits, I'm sure. And uh, don't forget that our website is stevewproject.com. And uh, James, I hope you have a fantastic week. Feel better soon, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Can I plug my new website? Of course, of course. 
I got a new website for my life story recordings. Nice. It is nice. I've seen it. Recordyourstory.info. Check it out. I'm super proud. My daughter made it. I'm super proud of it. Get, I don't care get, if we get, do business. I just want you to look at the website. Yeah, because his pictures of Jimmy. He likes to yeah, show off his picture pictures. Of me uh, yeah, as long as we're doing that, uh, also uh, throw in a plug for uh, my podcast company, CapitalPodcast.ca. That's a website as well that uh, it shows you basically what the company's about, helping you get your podcast idea off the ground, whether it's a simple free consultation at the start or full production services, CapitalPodcast.ca. We both... Hey, your promo like, was longer than mine. We'll talk a little more about yours then. No, it's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. We'll see you.